Welcome everybody to the River Church this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And we welcome you that are watching, our online members and those that are out there. You know, one of the things, we do have a lot of online members. They watch from all over, all over the world. It amazes me and even listen to us, our podcast. From all over. I mean, you're talking about Russia and China and these other places. Amen. Where the gospel is going. Amen. Where the gospel is being. We preach it and it's going and it's being heard. Amen. For the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. Hallelujah. And we don't deny the gospel's power. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So really what I, what I felt on my heart this morning to talk to you about is... What happens when the anointing comes upon you? Amen? You know, a lot of people are going through life and they're trying to do things. I've been there, done that, tried to do it my way. You know that old Frank, Frank Sinatra song, I Did It My Way? That's the theme song of hell. Yeah. I did it my way. But I learned to not do it my way. Not to do it based upon the arm of the flesh. Thank God for our talents and abilities and we should use them. You understand? God has given you talents. He's given you abilities and you should use them. Amen? But we don't rely on the flesh. We rely on God. Amen? Amen. And what He's put on the inside of us. And so He's anointed you for a purpose. I'm so thankful that God has anointed me to live in the 21st century. Not in the 8th or ninth dynasty of some, you know, empire. You understand? I mean... It would have been nice to live in the 12th century and seen the one-eyed shoemaker move the mountain out of the way. Amen? If you read the books, the writings of Marco Polo. I mean, it would have been great to see it. Amen? But can you imagine that God has handpicked you to live in the 21st century, to live in this day and this hour to see your generation. Amen? Not the generation necessarily that comes after you or before you, but to impact your generation. Amen? Hallelujah. And I believe that as you impact your generation, then the generations to come will be impacted. Imagine the men and women of God. I mean, you could read Hebrews 11. We call it the Hall of Faith. Amen? You know, there's a Hall of Fame that they put sports figures in that have achieved great things, but God has a a hall of faith, amen, where he puts these people's, people's names in there. But the great part is, you know, there are people like Caleb. Caleb's not even mentioned there. But even at 85 years young, amen, that he took the Mount Hebron, amen. Give me my inheritance, amen. And he said, the Lord has kept me. He had to wait 40, can you imagine waiting all that time? 40 years he had Waited. 45, you know. Come on, how long are you waiting for things? Amen. How long have you been waiting to see things happen or manifest? Amen. But I'm telling you what, you're about to step, you're on the threshold, about to step over the threshold of what God has planned and purpose for you. Amen. But we just got to get out of the boat. Amen. And the thing about it is you've got to have a stick of dynamite with you and just blow up that boat. Amen. We're not focused on the boat. We keep our eyes on Jesus. We're not looking at the storms and the waves. Amen. We keep our eyes on Jesus. You know the fact of the matter is without tribulation, without trials, is your faith really faith? Amen. Faith is tested. Amen. But the anointing, you see, hallelujah. It is the anointing of God that will make a way where there is no way. No other way. You won't be able to even explain it but God. Amen. And that's what we need in America right now. Amen? Come on. More than ever. That's what we need in our schools. That's what we need in the government. That's what we need in the political realm. That's what we need in the medical realm. That's what we need. Amen? But God, that God would move in this day and this hour. Amen? But see, God has a plan. Amen? And when God has a plan, He finds a man. Amen? He finds a woman that He can use. And He wants to use you. And that's what you're going to... Today, even you watching, you press in, amen, because God is going to anoint you and he has anointed you with his power, amen, Amen. to get the job done. That's really what the anointing is, amen. He has graced you 
so that you can get the job done. Because without the anointing, we're nothing. Without the anointing, we're finished. Outside of the anointing, nothing else matters, but it's in the anointing. Amen? Hallelujah. In the very presence of God. And you know, you can live there. That's the awesome part. You can live there. But sometimes you get out, you get off track. Amen? And so, and that's one of the things is that we would just stay in the anointing. You know, before I get into, um, and, and I've actually kind of <laughs> been following this scripture for a little bit. I mean, probably for the, even the last two sermons is Luke 4, 14 through 21. But before I go there, I'm reminded. So as you go there, Luke 4, we're going to look at that. Verses 14 through 21 is. Remember Moses, you know, he grew up. In royalty, he grew up learning and knowledge, and he had architecture knowledge. And can you imagine? Yet something on the inside of him, he knew he had a greater purpose. Amen. Who feels that way? Amen. You know, on the inside of you, there's something greater that God wants you to do. Amen. He doesn't just want you to be doing this, whatever it is. You know, I mean, sometimes we kind of get stuck in a rut. You know, people go to their jobs and they just do that. That's what they do. Can you imagine? That's all they do all their life. And that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. They wake up, they eat breakfast, have coffee, go to work and do this thing. Can you imagine like telephone pole? I don't know why. I mean, I'm thinking of that story, but you know, people that, that work on electricity and telephone cables, remember back in the day? And that's all they do. They climb up the pole, they do their work and they go home and go to bed. But it's like they, they had no other focus in life but just doing that job. But we've got to be focused on the mandate given to us by heaven. Amen? Yes, we do that. And there's an anointing for business. And we're going to learn about that a little bit later. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. There is an anointing. Amen? That will come on a person, an individual's life. So here it is, Moses... He knew, you thought I forgot where I was. I didn't forget. Amen? I knew right where I was. But here it is, Moses... Who actually grew up in the house of Pharaoh. Had all these skills and abilities. But he knew something greater. There was something greater on the inside of him. Because he knew that those two and a half million people. The Israelites. He was supposed to set them free. So he goes down. And remember. He slays a guard. One of the soldiers. He kills them. And what does that do? It sets them on the backside of a desert for 40 years. You see, when we do things in the arm of the flesh, those things will set us back. Moses, by the arm of the flesh, he slew the soldier, the guard, the Egyptian guard, and it set him back. He had to go running for his life. But there was that cry in his heart. I pray that that is kindled inside of you this morning. Like that flame that's there would be stoked. Amen? That it would be, come on, that it would be ignited because it was when Moses, even on the backside of that desert, had that cry, that yearning in his heart, that he had the encounter. Amen? With the burning bush. And God spoke to him. Amen? I pray that the fire of God comes upon your life today. Amen. You that are watching and listening, that the fire of God will come upon your life and burn up all the chaff, burn up all the dross, burn up anything that is holding you back and limiting you, but is that same fire that purges and purifies is the same fire that will propel you. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, we're going to learn a little bit at the end about some NASA technology. But I guarantee you, not one shuttle, not one piece of equipment could make it out of the atmosphere without fire. Amen? But when it gets launched, hallelujah, and that fire comes, it launches you into a whole realm. Amen? Hallelujah. And God wants to launch you. Amen? Into a realm of the supernatural, into the realm of the spirit that you've never been before. Amen? Hallelujah. Then you'll begin to see things clearly, but it's that same fire that also will shake. Shake regions. Amen? We're believing for McAllen and for all of South Texas to be shaken by the fire of God. We can't see it happen without the anointing. We want to see Texas shaken. We want to see the nations of this union. Amen? Shaken by the fire of the Holy Ghost. 
but it's going to be when the anointing, amen, comes upon our life. And that's why I believe when Moses went up to Pharaoh and he said, let my people go, because if he had that encounter with the fiery bush, that Pharaoh could see the fire in his eyes. Amen? Hallelujah. When people look at you, they're going to see the fire of God in your eyes. Hallelujah. They're going to see something different about you. They're going to see the glory of God. Amen? Come on. Because you're not going to be operating by the arm of the flesh. You'll be operating by the Spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. And God has anointed you for this hour. Amen? For such a time as this. So get ready. Amen? Hallelujah. Get ready, get ready, get ready. So, let's go to Luke. Amen. What did I tell you? Luke 4. 14 through 21. Hallelujah. We're just going to take a look at the anointing. Amen. Even the purpose of the anointing. So Luke 4. Chapter 4. Starting in verse 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. Or Isaiah. And when he had opened the book... He found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord." And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. Amen. You know, it's amazing because we know that he came here after being baptized in in the river Jordan. Which you understand what what the word Jordan and what the Jordan represents. It means in the spirit. Amen. Jesus anointed in the spirit, in the river Jordan. Amen. Remember the heavens open. God the Father said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. The Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. He's not a dove. He's not a bird. Amen. It was like that. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. Amen. The Holy Spirit is God. Amen. Comes upon him and he's led into the wilderness by the Spirit. But see, he was tempted and tried, amen, of Satan. But when he comes through that trial, amen, hallelujah, what happens? He comes out in power, amen, hallelujah. And here it is, he's in Galilee, it says here. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. So places you'll go in by the Spirit and you'll come out in power. Why? Because you tested and you were proven. Amen? Hallelujah. You get the stamp of approval. That's what God wants to do. Mr. Jackson's going to talk about this this technology that actually goes through all of this FDA compliant testing and all these different things that they test with. So that why? It can get a stamp of approval. You know, the things that you go through in life, amen? God is watching and looking, amen? So that he can put his stamp of approval on you. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. And here it is, Jesus opens the book. So here it is, they hand the book of Isaiah to him. And can you imagine that scroll? How much, how big it must have been? That he goes through, and he's going through it, and finding the very part that he reads. Amen? How what? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Amen? He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, recovering of sight to the blind, and set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen? 
So Jesus, anointed by God. Can you imagine if Jesus, the Son of God, needs the anointing, how much more you need it? Amen? Amen. Because there's a purpose. Amen? And there are the purpose and plans of God. Remember, the Bible talks about the plans or the devices in the King James. The devices of man man are many. The plans of man are many. But it is God's plan and purpose that shall come to pass. Amen? Amen? You see, if you just go about your way without the anointing, you're going to accomplish nothing. But it is by the anointing of God, amen, that God can then move through your life and His plan can come to pass. Do you think that the enemy is fighting right now? Fighting against America? Fighting against families? Fighting against... Think about what the enemy's doing. The enemy's not making it easy for anybody. And the enemy is not going to make it easy for anybody. You know... Pastor Gloria and I met with Governor Greg Abbott. And he really implored us to pray with him. He said pray. Because he is under so many attacks. Thank God he's taken a stand. And he says we're going to go against every unlawful and unconstitutional act by the current administration. Amen? But you know what's amazing is what he told us. He said what's happening is not an attack necessarily upon America. It's not an attack necessarily on a specific state. But he said it is a direct attack against the church and against faith. Amen? The governor of Texas. Amen? And he's taken a stand for the church. I wish the church actually took a stand though. Just saying. The church has to take a stand. Amen? We stand in faith. Because there is an enemy. We have an adversary. And he is not going to let you get a free run. And I tell you, Coach, everybody knows the story. Probably have heard it. But I'm going to keep telling it. Amen? You know, when I played football for Coach, I was a running back. And I wish, just for once, that when that ball was snapped and handed to me, that the defense would just stand Aside and let me run up the sideline to score. But never once it happened. Never once. The enemy is not going to give you a free run up the sideline. Amen? You're going to have to build some spiritual muscles and you're going to have to get through. Amen? But I tell you what, you know, I'm, I talk to many people and they say, oh my goodness, you don't know what I'm going through. I said, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because you're going through it. Amen? Did you listen to what, did you hear yourself? What you said, you're going through. You're going to come out on the other side, amen? Sometimes when your back is up against the wall, it's the best place to be because you can't go back any further, amen? It's time just to take a step forward and start taking that step by faith, amen? And we're going to see God turn around this nation, amen? We're going to see the missionaries, come on. What's happened? We need missionaries to go over this cold pandemic. It's to actually shut down the preaching of the gospel. To shut down. They, I mean, you know, come on, let's just face it. Look, Governor Abbott said it. He says a direct attack against. Amen? The enemy wants to shut down the move of God. But I'm here to tell you this morning, he cannot shut down the move of God. There's too many of us. Amen? Come on. There's too many of us. Hallelujah. And America shall not go to hell, but America shall be saved. You say, how can you say that, Pastor? Because today is a day of salvation. Amen. There is still hope. Hallelujah. And just like Jesus was anointed, you've been anointed. Amen. You've been anointed. What about Acts 10? Acts 10, 38. Amen. Slaying a foundation here. Acts 10, 38. Says... How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. God is with you. Amen. You are not alone. You're not in this by yourself, but God is with you. The things that you will accomplish 
in life by God. Amen? Amen. Those are the things that we should, we should be wanting to accomplish things, not necessarily by ourselves. Amen? You know, have you ever done something that was great, but you had nobody to share it with? You see, God, you know, God can do, it still amazes me, but, you know, God can do things sovereignly, but by design, He's picked you. Why? He would limit Himself to use me, or to pick me, to pick man. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Still mind-boggling to me. But it is through the anointing, amen, that God has picked you, amen, and wants to use you. People ask all the time, how do I get more of the anointing? Yield more. Amen? Just simply yield. God, what is your will? It's not about my will. It's about your will being done, Lord. And we just yield to the Spirit. And if we would yield to the Spirit, then the anointing can flow through us more. Amen? Many of you have been in this situation where you're going somewhere. And God will tell you, don't go there. Go here. You know, and then we fight with them. Well, I don't want to do that. I got a plan. I'm headed somewhere. And then he'll say, go here. No explanation needed. Amen? But when we follow him and then we find ourselves in that place where we're able then to impact lives. Amen? You know, many of the times, you know, you know the story of Pastor Gloria and I and the two boys we travel on the road, 16 states of America, gave up everything. You know, although we were in full-time ministry at that time, we were in full-time business. I mean, I was making 100 uh, plus K. I was making six figures plus. You understand what I'm saying? Gave it up. I, I say gave it. I didn't give it up. I laid it down. Amen? I laid it down. We had the big house and we had everything. Gave it all up for the gospel. I say gave it up because you do give up things. Amen? You do lay things aside because we said, you know what? And people thought we were crazy. Has everyone thought you were crazy or nuts? Why are you doing this? And they think you're crazy and nuts of why you're doing it. And I remember standing in our living room, actually standing in our, our kitchen, and we were bawling and weeping. And people were saying, you're crazy, you're nuts. Look at what you're going to lose. You're, lo- you're going to lose everything. And we said, we're not going to lose anything. Amen? Amen? It's what heaven's gaining. It's not about what we have here in the natural. Because they were looking at, you're going to, the house. What about the house? What about the cars? What about the toys? What about, I mean, we built that house. You understand? We built that house. A big house. Two story. People are saying, you're going to lose everything. No, it's about what heaven's going to gain. Amen? You see, because we focus on the eternal things of God. Amen? Hallelujah. And I remember there's many times, who's ever questioned? They've done something and they wondered, wow, did I miss God on that? You know, have you done things and you just miss? God, was that really you? You know, maybe it didn't turn out the way you always, you wanted it. I mean, we've been, we were all on the road. And then we started traveling with some other people, you know, and they, well, we're all on the road up in, in Indiana. They quit the ministry. I mean, how do you, you know, you're like, hold on, wait a minute, you know. So there's these things that happen and like you're going, God, did we miss you? And you know, he would always take it back. He said, remember that person that got saved? Remember those 500 people that got saved at that crusade you did? In that? Remember about this lady who was going to commit suicide? Came to church as a last hope. And I touched her life. Got her marriage back. Got her kids back. Got her finances back. Do you understand? See, he always brings it back. Amen? To the eternal focus. We can never lose our sense of eternity. Amen? And I will tell you this. If you have an eternal focus on things, you're going to walk more in the anointing. Amen? Come on. And as you do more with the anointing, amen? Then you'll get more anointing. As you do more. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you take what you have and begin to use it, God will give you more. But if you don't use it, what's going to happen? It's going to get stagnant. It's not going to do anything. It'll just become no good. It'll be rancid. Amen? The more you do, the more you get. The more you do, the more you get is a good saying. Amen? 
So we can see here in Acts 10, 38, that we can see that how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. Amen? God wants us to go about, amen, by the anointing doing good. But at the same token, that doesn't mean that you're to be a doormat. You understand? Where just people can walk all over you and many people say, you know, they'll, they'll say, oh, well, but, you know, what Jesus says, the Bible says that if someone slaps you on the cheek, turn and give the other cheek. Well, yeah, he does say that, but he doesn't say what to do when they do it again the third time. I'm just saying. It's like people think they can just take abuse and take abuse. No, we do things and we do them in love because the anointing and, and love are really one and the same. Did you know that? Why? Because the anointing, remember Jesus says that he saw them that were sick and oppressed. And what he said, he had compassion on them. Amen? And healed them all. He had compassion on them and healed them all. Well, you see, the anointing and the love of God are one and the same, really, because, why? Because God doesn't just possess the anointing. God doesn't just possess love. He is them. Amen? God is love. God is the anointing. Amen? So if you want the anointing to operate more in your life, you better allow the God kind of love to operate in your life and through your life. Amen? I know it's, a lot of, it's hard. It's hard doing with family. Amen? Who's got those family members? It's very tough, you know, sometimes. Well, you know how you're going to break through? You know how you're going to... That door's going to be open? Just love them. Just love them. Yes. Just love them. Amen? Amen. And it's difficult, though. So when they storm out of the house, offended. Amen. You know, this happens. Just love them. Amen. Just love them. My dad can tell you about that. Amen. Come on. You just love people. You allow the fruit of the Spirit to operate in your life. Because really, if you want the anointing to operate more in your life, the fruit of the Spirit better be in operation in your life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we can see Jesus here. But you know, there's all kinds of different anointings. Did you know that? Amen? It is the anointing, but people are anointed. Maybe let me say it this way is, it's the anointing, but the call may be different. Amen? There's a specific call. On your life, there are things that you're going to accomplish that I'll never accomplish and no one else will accomplish. Amen? That's really why the body of Christ should be working as the body. Amen? Come on. And the moment that one part of the body goes, if my left foot just wanted to go do its own thing over here, I'm way out of over here. I'm gone. Amen. But when the body comes into unity, amen, you could have seen me shaking around my foot and stuff, but I didn't get too many laughs out of it. So, but, but you understand, you know what I'm saying is that when the body begins to start doing their part, amen, don't try to be anybody else. Be the best you you can be. Be the best you you can be for God. Amen. Do your part in the kingdom. And that's very important when it comes to the anointing. Because when you do your part, you're reaching people. You're affecting people's lives. Amen. That no one else will ever be able to affect. Amen. That person won't be reached. Because why? You didn't follow the anointing. Amen. You weren't led of the spirit. So, very, very important. And that's why even when Jesus was led into the Spirit. But, you know, there's different types, amen, of callings. But the anointing is there to get the job done. It's the supernatural equipping of God to get the job done. Look, I'll prove one thing to you over here in Deuteronomy. Go with me to Deuteronomy 8. Did I pass it? Deuteronomy chapter 8, if I could get there. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 18. This is a wonderful, wonderful scripture. Amen? Deuteronomy 8.18 says, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is He that giveth thee power to get wealth, that He may establish His covenant, which He sware unto thy fathers, as it is this day. Amen? 
A literal translation for that, giveth you power, is actually giving you the anointing. That he gives you the anointing to get wealth or to create wealth. You know, there's an anointing for business. Mr. Jackson can tell you that. Amen? Others that are in business can tell you that. There's an anointing. So just because, and you that are watching and listening to online, just because, you know, don't, let me rephrase that. Don't limit yourself, amen? And don't just think, well, I have to go become a pastor or be in the fivefold ministry to operate in the anointing. That is wrong thinking. The anointing actually is for every day, everything you do. I'll tell you what, I guarantee you, and Pastor Gloria, can, she can confirm, to be a mother... To be a wife, you better have the anointing. Amen? That's right. Amen. Who would relate to that? Amen. To be a husband, I've got to have the anointing. Amen? You know, I'll be a better husband because of the anointing. Yes. I'll be a better father. Amen? It's not just about being a pastor. It's about what about life. Amen? Yes. And the anointing operates and wants to operate in every area of our life. Amen? Including business. That God would give you anointing. To get wealth. But remember him. Amen. And that's really the important is. The important part is many people. They get the business. They get the wealth. They get all of this stuff. And then what do they do? They got a condo at the beach. And that's where they are. You don't ever see them in church. They don't give anymore. They don't. It can take you out. You see. But when it's done by the anointing. And you remember the Lord your God. Who has given you wealth, amen, or given you the power to get wealth, given you the anointing to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant. It's for a reason. It's for eternal purposes. Amen? Hallelujah. But I believe that there is a great wealth transfer that's coming. Amen? Why is it that even in the realm of the media, that the media owns all of, like this mainstream media, what we call the mass media cartel, Mark and I, my, co- my co-producer for World Impact News. Right? Like, why do they control all the airwaves? CNN, MSNBC, what, where's the alternative to that? Where there's a Christian aspect to it. Where there's faith embodied in it. Amen? What about, what about, and there's fruit. Well, but I want to say this, where there's fruit. Where's the fruit of it? Why is it just to keep people in fear and keep people in bondage rather than to deliver them? Amen? Amen. Because what is the purpose of the anointing? Amen? Well, what does the anointing do? The anointing destroys the yoke, the yoke of bondage, those things that are holding people back. So we can see, amen, by the anointing. Hallelujah. And in that, there's got to be resources. There are things that have to come into the believer's hands so what? They can fund and finance. That they can have the resources because what? You can reach more when you have more. Amen? Hallelujah. But you never forsake or, 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 or have, really you shouldn't even have a problem with the small beginnings. Amen? Because everything big in life started out small. Amen? There's nothing in life that just started out big. It started out small. But the danger of staying where you're at is that you'll remain small for the rest of your life. It's about getting, huh? Come on. More where we can do more for God. That's not about for our, you know what I mean? God wants to bless us. Don't get me wrong. God wants to bless us. You know what President, it's amazing because President Trump, there was a lot of these pastors that got around President Trump. And one of them started backbiting some of the other preachers because the other preachers believed that God wanted to bless them. They believed, you know, and he says, oh my, those are all prosperity preachers. You don't want... You don't want to get around those. And he looked at that guy and he says, what's wrong with prosperity? You're talking to a billionaire. Amen. Amen. He understands how the kingdom operates. Do you understand? That's where God wants. God doesn't. Come on. We only limit ourselves. God doesn't want us limited. Amen. Come on. Because it's for a purpose. Without those being a billionaire, he probably, he would have never made it. Well, I mean, obviously by the hand of God, we know that. Amen. But I'm just giving some examples there of how things work. Amen. And I believe that's what God wants to do. He wants to fund the harvest. Amen. Come on. And that the church should be anointed. Anointed in every area. Amen. Anointed to get wealth. Anointed for business. Anointed for. That God would give you a blueprint. Can you imagine? A blueprint from heaven 
that will show you something of how to change lives and nobody else has it. Amen? I don't know why. I mean, maybe it's just the way it is, but Mr. Jackson has a technology. Part of this whole technology, there's nothing like it. You see what I'm saying is, I'm just... <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> that God would give you a blueprint, that God would give you something that nobody else has, but it changes lives. Yes. Amen? Yes. Witty inventions, different ideas. A way to reach people. Amen? Because there's a marketplace of people out there that we have to reach. Amen? Come on. Remember that the gospel will be preached and every person would hear. Amen? Come on. And then the end will come. So we've got to preach the gospel and preach the gospel and preach the gospel. But come on, how are we going to do anything without the anointing? Amen? Amen. And that anointing, in that anointing is the anointing to create wealth. Amen? Or to get it. That's how the King James says. To get it. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, what does that mean? That means the devil's got what belongs to you. He is in your, he is occupying your promised land, and it's time for us to go into the promised land and take out the enemy and take what he has. Amen? Come on. When they went into battle, you know what they were after? The spoils. Amen? We're after the spoils of the devil. Amen? We're going to go into the promised land. And we're going to take what belongs to ours. Amen? Because we have an inheritance. Hallelujah. And I've said it many a times. I mean, it would have been just easy for the Israelites, if they just went into the promised land, and they went in there with no giants. Like God went in and cleared out all the Philistines and the Canaanites and everybody else. You know, all these different... Ites and Ines and everything else. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Just go in. God would just clear out the land and just make it so they could just go and inhabit it. They didn't have to lift a single finger. But that's not how God does things. Why didn't he get rid of the giants in the land? Because he needed to teach his people how to fight. He needed to teach his people how to have faith and use their faith and exercise their faith. Amen. Come on. He didn't just go clear out the promised land. That's why I don't even believe that it was actually ordained by God. It really, to actually send the spies in there. Yet he did it because he needed to, what? Expose some things in the heart of the people. But isn't that like a church? God says, that's yours. And you've got to get a committee together to see if that's really what God, what the, if that's yours. If that's the best that God has for you. Amen? No, I'm just saying. No, did God tell you? That's yours? Yes. Then it's the best, guaranteed. Amen? Come on. So they go in and they spy out the land. What happens? Ten come back with an evil report. That's what God called it. Why? Because it was a faithless report. It was a report of fear. But two come back, Joshua and Caleb, with a report of faith. God calls it a good report. Amen? Amen? And it took them a little bit longer. Amen? Hallelujah. Why? Because they were putting footprints down around everything. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, what are you going to do when you go in? You're going to find out where, where the enemy is occupying the best. Amen? That's why many people want to just take the easy road. With the anointing, you don't take the easy road. Amen? You take the road that's never been traveled before. But can you imagine? Caleb, he went in there. He found out where the biggest giants were, where the Philistines were. Because he knew they're going to have the best part of this land. They're going to have all the best. I'm going to go find out where that is because that is what's going to belong to me. Amen? That's what I'm going to go in and take care of. Amen? Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm saying? But God had to do that. Why? Because he really had to expose. And I believe that's what's happening in the body of Christ, if you really want to know it. What's going on right now, what we've been through 2020, is really about exposing what's in the heart. Amen? What's going on in the heart of God's people? Amen? But I won't get off on that. I've spent too much time on that. Amen? But go with me to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verses 20 through 22. Says, For all the promises of God in Him are yea, and in Him amen, unto the glory of God by us. Get ready for this. 
Now he which established us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God. So who's anointed you? God. Amen? Amen. Say that with me. Say God, God. Has, anointed me. has anointed me. Who hath sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. Sealed by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, and the earnest. Like the promissory note. Like the engagement ring. Amen? Come on. To what God has promised us. But it is by the anointing. Amen? That God has anointed us to see it through. You know, God is not looking in this day and this hour for a bunch of spaghetti-laid Christians. But God is looking for people, amen, that have a spine. Amen? Come on. That are motivated by faith, not by fear. And it is every aspect of our life. It's in the home. It's regarding our health. It's regarding business, careers, occupations, finances. Amen? Amen? That not one thing would hold us back. That there would be no fear, doubt, and unbelief, which are the Siamese triplets from hell that would operate in our lives. But that it would be by faith. Amen? Hallelujah. By faith to accomplish the call of God upon your life. But it's going to be the anointing. Amen? And in closing, I'm just going to mention a couple of things here. If you look at the life of Samson, look at the anointing that would come upon him. And primarily you can see that anointing was to take out the enemy. Amen? To take out the enemy. You know, we're the enforcers Mm -hmm. of God's kingdom upon this earth. Amen? That's why we need the anointing. Because the devil, he ain't giving it free. Remember, I I said that at the beginning of the service. He's not going to give you a free run. He's not just going to give it away. He is fighting. And you know what? He's known man for a long time. 6,000 years. You understand? He knows how they operate. He knows how they function. But we have the anointing given to us by God who created man. Amen? Come on. Do you understand? Just, it's in a whole different realm. Hallelujah. That if we operate by the anointing, and you remember this, you say, well, but no, but how could God use me? I'm too young. I'm too old. I don't have an education. I don't have a qualification. I don't have these abilities. I'm not smart. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, get your, I'm not out of the way. Amen? God is not a respecter of persons. Amen? Come on. He does not have favorites that He picks, but He looks for those that are hungry and thirsty. He looks for those, amen, that will be obedient. For it is the willing and obedient that eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. It is God looking. So His eye goes to and fro throughout all the earth looking for someone. Looking for a man that He can show Himself Strong on their behalf. Amen? Hallelujah. God is looking for you today, church. God is looking you that are listening, you that are watching. Amen? God is looking for those that will be willing and obedient. See, Samson had the anointing. Taken out. Can you imagine? The anointing would come upon him and he carried off the gates of the city. The anointing would come upon him that he took a jawbone of a donkey. And killed the enemy. You understand? But when he began to neglect the anointing and play games with God, that anointing was gone the moment that they he gave the secret away, cut the hair. Amen. They should have never ever let him get grow his hair back. Can you imagine? He had the anointing. Till he begins to play and he plays with the flesh and he allows the flesh to manipulate him. That's what happened. There's this, there's those Delilahs. You see, there are those things in people's lives that come in. That's why you got to deal with that thing. You got to kill that thing. You got to kill that flesh. The flesh is a pig. Amen? The flesh is a pig. And it'll wallow around in the mud. 
and eat a bunch of slop and enjoy it. That's why you got to kill that thing. Samson needed to kill that thing because it was the thing that actually took him out. And he ended up doing the job of a donkey. You understand what I'm saying? Amen? Don't allow the enemy, don't allow anything in your flesh to take you out that you're found doing some job of some donkey. Amen? But as he worked there, they should have kept a barber. 24-7, 365 days a year, they should have kept a barber right there. Oh, there's a hair. Gone. Kind of wish I had that Samson anointing personally. I mean, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Amen? You don't like these beautiful locks? Anyway. Once were... But the amazing thing, there was a cry in his heart. And he said, God, forgive me. God, I played games with you for too long. And you know what's amazing? When the anointing came back, he took out more of the enemy than he ever took out before. Amen? Come on. You pastors and ministers that have been through stuff. And you feel like the anointing is gone, like it lifted. It's time to call out. Cry out to God, amen? Repent. Even you. Just in your home. Just cry out to God. Sound, I repent, Lord. I'm here for service. And you'll take more out, amen? amen. At the end of your days than you ever took out before. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And you're never too young and you're never too old. Hallelujah. But there's others. Look at David. The anointing came on David. Amen? Took out the bear. Took out the lion. Amen? Why? Because there was a Goliath he was going to have to face one day. Amen? But it was by the anointing. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing that the whole army of Israel, literally the army of God, was scared, was fearful, not of another army, but of one man. Sometimes it's one little thing. Or maybe one big thing. That stands in the way. But it was when David went down there to take lunch. I don't know what he was taking. Maybe some fried chicken and biscuits. I don't know. Amen? Bread and cheese is what the Bible says. But I like fried chicken better. Amen? But he going down there to take some... Takes some food to his brothers and he sees this. And he sees this Goliath mocking God and mocking God's people. And he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who does he think he is? Mocking the true and living God. But I love how he pointed out the real issue. That uncircumcised Philistine. He's not in covenant with God. But I'm in covenant with God. Amen? Amen? I know who I am in Christ. Amen? Come on church. We've got to know who we are in God. We've got to know who we are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We've got to know what we have on the inside of us. Amen? Come on. That he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? See, he saw things through covenant eyes. Church, we've got to wake up. We've got to wake up in America. Amen? We've got to wake up. To start seeing things through covenant eyes. Yes. What has God promised you? What has God told you? What does His Word says belongs to you? Over 30,000 promises. Amen? Amen? Sometimes you ask people, well, what scripture are you standing on? And the only scripture, if they can give you one, they give you Jesus wept. And that's exactly what they're doing about their problems. Crying about it. Amen? And it's the shortest, it's the shortest verse in the Bible. You understand, the shortest verse, but people don't. You've got to get into the Word of God. And what the Word of God... Remember, Jesus took that scroll and He found what it said about Him. Amen? That God has anointed me. Hallelujah. You've got to find in the Word of God, God has anointed me for this, whatever it is. If it's for business. If it's for... Come on, somebody. Amen? Come on. Because everybody has the anointing to preach the Gospel. Amen? Everybody has the anointing. Come on. To... You all have the ministry. You understand that? Of reconciliation. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 5.18. What does it say? It says that God has anointed you. Amen? For what? 
says that says that you have the ministry of reconciliation. As God has reconciled you to the Father through Christ Jesus, that you have been given the ministry of reconciliation. Amen? Come on. So see, you have, you have an anointing to preach. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. And God wants to use you in this day and this hour. Hallelujah. Look at Elijah. He had the anointing to say, enough is enough. Things are going crazy on the planet. Things are going crazy with these people. And what did he say? I'm going to shut up the rain. Why? Because he knew in the word of God. If, if the people served God, there would be rain and their fields and their crops would be plenty. And if they turned their back on God, then what? He would shut up the heavens. Amen? He just simply took the word of God and applied it. Amen? To shut up the heavens. And then he called down fire. Amen? Come on. I believe it's a time for signs and wonders, church. It's a time for miracles. I believe in the God of miracles. I believe in the God of signs and wonders. I believe that the church, hallelujah, when you step out in faith, that there will be signs and wonders that will come and follow you. Amen? That will confirm the word, the word of God that you preach. You don't preach your word, you preach the word of God. Amen? And then what? God's going to show up and confirm it. Hallelujah. So I believe we're ready. Who's ready for that church? I believe it's ready. It's time. It's, it's harvest time. The fields are white. They're ready to be harvested. Amen? But it's when we step out. Hallelujah. So we might just need to have a showdown like they had a showdown with the prophets of Baal. Amen? Come on. Elijah called down fire and he did business. But a lot of times what will happen is you'll get weary and you'll get worn out and you'll think you're all by yourself and you'll go and you'll cry and you'll fuss to God and God says, who do you think? You think you're by yourself. You think I put this all on your shoulders? He said, I've got a lot of prophets. Amen? So don't ever think that you've got to do it by yourself. Amen? And don't put it on your shoulders. Just carry it by yourself. Amen? Come on. But that you put, you cast your cares on Jesus. Amen? Isaiah 10, 27 says, And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder. You should carry no burden. Amen? And his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. This is the anointing I'm talking about. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. Is it an anointing of God? In church, we've got to depend upon the anointing. Amen? We've got to depend upon the Word of God. Because it is the Spirit and it is the Word working together. If you only have, and that's the problem, is there's a lot of charismatics, I would call them that, charismatics that run around and it's all about hyper-spirituality sometimes. It gets way out there. It's all about the Spirit. If you only have the Spirit, you're going to blow up. If you only have the Word, you're going to dry up. But when you have the Word and the Spirit, you're going to grow up. And God is growing up. A mighty army. Amen? That understands and knows. Come on. Who they are in Christ knows the power that they have. And I believe God's going to turn things around. Amen? Who's with me there? Amen? Who believes it? Like I can feel it. I don't look at at what's going on in the natural. Amen? Although I'm aware of it, but it is about to turn around. Hallelujah. For the glory of God. Why? Because God's not coming back for a beat up, weak, broke church. He is coming back for a glorious church and it is the church's finest hour. Amen? Hallelujah. Every time that you see me, that's, a lot of that's what I've been talking about for 2021. It's the church's finest hour. 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 Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Why? Because in my spirit, it tells me so. Amen. God tells me so. Amen. Hallelujah. And so get ready because everything's going to turn around and everything's going to fall and be shaken. But the church will be standing. Amen. Let me do this. Let me just pray right now. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you honor. Thank you for equipping us for such a time as this. That we are not alone. That Jesus, as you were about to go away, and you told the disciples, I'm not going to leave you alone, but I'm going to send another comforter. That you sent the Holy Spirit, who is our helper, who is our comforter, who is our standby, our advocate, our strengthener. He is our ever-present help in the time of need. That Holy Spirit that you teach man, that you lead and guide us, and that your anointing will come upon us now. Come upon us. 
I believe in 2021 we're going to do more. And we're going to see more. See more of your glory. As darkness and gross darkness increases the glory of God and God's light. Who is the church in this hour that you will shine bright? You'll be like a shining light, a beacon of hope because of who is on the inside of you. We thank you, Lord, that you filled us with your spirit and that we are equipped. And it is the church's time. It is our finest hour. Anoint your people, Lord. Grace your people. Pour out fresh oil upon your people today. Maybe you need an oil change today. God would say, I'm going to do a little mechanic work on you. And that oil that has become stagnant, it's time to empty it out for God is going to fill you with new oil. Fresh oil! Times of refreshing in the presence of the Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your touch. As you touch people this morning... Encourage them. Equip them. If any need strength, strengthen them right now. They will not grow weary in well-doing. They will not quit. They will not give up. But you will strengthen them. Infuse them even now by your anointing. That they will be empowered. And they will endure to the end. That not one will quit. Not one will give up. Thank you, Lord God, for your anointing. That your anointing is like in the prophet of old. It's not like that anymore. Where it would come upon, your anointing would come upon one person for a particular purpose in a particular place. But that we have the Holy Spirit with us, ever dwelling in us. That your anointing, hallelujah, is always active in our lives, Lord God, as we do things by faith. We thank you, Lord. And even now, we covenant with you. To give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. You get all the credit, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. I want to say this too. If you have sickness in your body right now. Amen. But there's a healing anointing here to heal you right now. Sickness, you go. I rebuke sickness. You that are watching and listening. If you have sickness in your body, I rebuke sickness in Jesus' name. You leave. I curse that sickness to the root. You die and you be no more. By Jesus' stripes, you are healed. Amen? Now start to move around. Start to do something you couldn't do before. Amen? But you are healed. You are healed of the Lord. You are the redeemed of the Lord. Healing is the children's bread. And I speak that healing power. Go forth to heal now. Amen? There's not going to be any more sickness in the body of Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. And we're going to do everything we can. Hallelujah. To protect our temple. We thank you Lord. In Jesus mighty name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me do this real quickly. As you're watching and listening. And anyone here. We always look and evaluate the heart. Amen. We always check our temperature. It's like we need to have a spiritual temperature gauge. That we carry around with us. You know. We just poke it in. Hallelujah. But then you would check the heart. You know I want to. You that are watching and listening, if you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, I want to pray with and for you this morning. You know, today is the day of salvation. Don't hesitate or wait another moment. But you could come to Jesus. You could surrender your life to Jesus. It's not about what you've done in the past. It's not about, you know, you thinking, well, I'm in this mess. It's not about the mess. It's about Jesus getting you out of that mess. And as you come to him today, he will save you, deliver you, set you free. So you can come to Jesus and give your heart to him. Secondly, if you're backslidden. You know, a lot of people, they ask Jesus to be their Lord and Savior, but it's like they got lukewarm. They they allowed things to come in. Whatever, maybe a storm. Maybe maybe it was like a freight freight truck from hell came in and rocked your world. Loss of a loved one, a divorce, uh, I mean, loss of a job, financial situations. They got offended. Lots of different things can come in. Maybe there's something that came in that took you out. And you know you're not serving God. You're away from God. You're like a, the prodigal son that went off, was living his own life, away from God. It's time to come back. It's time to repent. You know what says? Sin is good for a season. That sin season is up. Amen? So you can come back to Jesus. Maybe it's something 
on the inward. Maybe something came in, pride, jealousy, bitterness, unforgiveness, lust. Lots of things can come into the heart and take you out. But that you would surrender your life, repent, and come back to Jesus today. And thirdly, if the devil's lying to you, telling you're not saved, you're not born again, you're not going to heaven, those lies will be broken off your life. So I want to pray with you this morning. If you fit into one of those categories, right now, repeat this prayer after me. But don't just say it. It's not about lip service. It is about heart service before God. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, Jesus, you are my Savior. Savior. And I thank you, Jesus, Jesus, that you came in the flesh flesh for me. me. You went to Calvary Calvary and died on the cross cross for me. me. That you lay dead, dead. but you didn't stay dead. You rose from the dead by the power of God. And you showed yourself with infallible proofs and then ascended to the right hand of God. And now you're interceding for me. So, Jesus, I surrender my life. I confess you are my Lord. And my Savior. And I believe in my heart. That God raised you from the dead. And I'm saved. Lord forgive me. For all my sins. Wash me. Cleanse me. And set me free. Thank you Lord for saving me. Now help me Lord. So that I can be used by you. To fulfill your purpose for me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for making me new. Thank you for filling me. I'm ready. And I'm reporting for service as I serve you. Lord Jesus, radically all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. You prayed that prayer. Amen. Come on. Believe it in your heart. You're saved. You're born again. You're set free. Amen. Hallelujah. And guess what? You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So awesome, awesome. Will you bless this morning? Amen. Amen. That's what was on my heart. Hallelujah. And I believe it's the church's finest hour. So let's do this. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's uh, give you an opportunity to sow seed this morning. Do what God tells you to do. If you need an offering envelope, put your hand, just raise your hand. Amen. If you're making out a check, make it out to the River Church. Or you can give online as well. And you that are watching, go to rivertx.com. Click on donate under the top banner. And you can give online. Or you can send it snail mail to the River Church. P.O. Box 6375. McAllen, Texas, 78502. And also, babe, you can give... Pastor Gloria, come up here as we're going to pray. Amen. Get your, your tithes, your offering ready. And then tell, tell, I guess, they can give by Cash App also. Yes. It's a dollar sign, River TX, via Cash App. If any of you have Cash App, I know that's a lot of <laughs> new technology. So, but hey. mail, P.O. Box, it's on the envelope. Snell mail, as Jason called it. Or dollar sign River TX or online at rivertx.com. Awesome. Well, let's do this. Let's pray over this morning's tithes and offering. Amen. Hold it up. Hold it in your hand. Amen. Pastor Gloria, pray over it. Hallelujah. I'm going to grab a hold of it. Amen. Who's believing for finances to increase? Amen. Amen. God's going to bless you. Amen. So go ahead and pray over. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you give seed to the sower. We thank you that you multiply the seed because you are a God who multiplies. You don't divide. You don't subtract. But you multiply the seed. And we thank you that everybody here at the River Church is a giver. And they give joyfully. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Go ahead and pass the bucket. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Sweetheart, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And let's do this. Let's take communion together. Amen. Go ahead and pass the elements. And we'll take communion together. And I'm going to ask. I don't know if you were.
given a heads up before service, but I'm going to ask David and Emily to come up. Amen. And pray over the bread and the cup. Amen. Hallelujah. And we'll pray over the bread and take it together. Emily, if you'll pray over the bread. David, pray over the cup and we'll take it. We'll partake together. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you this day that you have given to us. But we're thanking you now, Father, that you have given us this way to connect with you each time we do it. You have given us this wafer to take and to break that we can remember what you endured in your body so that we would not have to. And we thank you, Father, that you did this for us. In Jesus' name, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to remember what has happened through communion, Father. Your Son laid down his life and poured out his blood for us, Father, so that we could be washed as white as snow through this process, Father. And we thank you for that. We thank you for the ability to remember it each time we take communion. And we thank you for that now. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Wonderful, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Wonderful, Jesus. Well, that's what I had on my heart this morning.